Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Over and out. 10-4, over and out. Got it. (laughs) Got it. Hello. 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 Hi, 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 hello, hi, hi. (laughs) No. Like baby shark. I know, I know, I know. It's gonna be in my head all day now. Thanks. So it's so cute. Grandpa Shark. Yeah, I got it in my head because there was a Stafford Staffordshire Terrier video and it was swimming with a life jacket that had uh like the shark fin on it and the person filming it was like staffy shark and I was like that's cute oh, <laughs> that's so, so cute. cute and also Ernie Ernie the shelter <gasps> dog oh my god how has he not been adopted I'm sure he's probably been adopted he's gotta now be. he's gotta be he's so, he's so cute. sweet Oh, he's only a pupper and he's so scared and he just wants to snug and feel safe. I know. Okay. I know. All right. So sad. I just want them all, all the puppers. I know. I know. I want them. How, how are you? Well, and you? I am also well. <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of the podcast. Okay. Um, <laughs> goodbye now. What are you reading? <laughs> Tell me all about it. Ah, I'm reading Never Saw Me Coming. Oh my God, it's so good. I understand where you were coming from. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang, it's good. What was I it's reading a- before? Oh, I finished Outlawed. I finished that Oh yeah? One. Yeah, 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 and yeah. It was good. It was good. It was a good one. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would okay. recommend, but I'm vibing with this Never Saw Me Coming book. I love it how it's from the perspective of a psychopath or a sociopath yes. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They say psychopath, but yeah. It seems like such a broad term. Anyway, yeah. yes, it's very good. And I don't know how it's going to go down. And I'm excited about that. <laughs> and it's interesting because this once there were wolves and never saw me coming like I've been thinking about both of them Mm -hmm. like you know when you're reading a good book Mm -hmm. and then you're like Mm -hmm. thinking like about it yes yes. I've been thinking about both of them so Mm -hmm. what are you reading I'm reading the light through the leaves (sighs) and yeah it's good but Mm -hmm. I had made a note Caitlin and I were talking about this yesterday that they're writing um, is so kind of similar in the same vein they like they just describe nature and the forest and everything so well Charlotte anyway. and Glendy do mm-hmm. have very similar writing styles yeah and I think that I was saying this to you yesterday and I never looked it up so mm-hmm. I'll just say it again as if I know what I'm talking about but I think that Glendy is a biologist and mm-hmm. then 
Charlotte. I thought it said at the beginning of the book that she was a scientist and an author. Oh, okay. I don't know. Sometimes I just skip over some of that stuff. <laughs> well, I was interested because I knew that this book had scientific um, like aspects information it wasn't all just made up Mm -hmm. so I don't know yeah that would be that would be weird though because they are very similar but you're enjoying it though you like yes no it's really good it's good and like yeah I just want it to be spring and summer so that like (gasps) I can go outside oh not hurt your face yeah and just like sit outside and read and you know I I just want to take like I keep looking at my new car and I'm like, it'll be so nice in the summer, like mm-hmm. a nice little car to whip around in. And yeah, I want it just to summer. Scoot, scoot around in that thing. Boot, scoot, and boogie. Yeah. Pew, pew, scoot and boogie. Me and Rube on a journey. I took her on a walk yesterday because she mm-hmm. didn't want to go for a walk, but I had gotten all dressed up and she had gotten all dressed up. And I was like, we're going for a walk. So I put her in the car because she'll walk mm-hmm. if I take her somewhere which is so silly, but she's just the, she's a princess diva extraordinaire. Yeah. She's like, I need new sniffs, mom. I don't want this neighborhood bullshit. The same <laughs> old sniffs. These sniffs. Yeah. <laughs> I need new sniffs. <laughs> oh my God. Sniffs. <laughs> sniffs. Let's get some these, sniffs. These, these sniffs, sniffs rule. <laughs> These sniffs suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These sniffs okay, are four hundred dollars. These sniffs are four hundred dollars. These sniffs are four hundred fucking dollars. Let's get them. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Oh my god, it's, it's Ruby right. to a T. Yes, it is. Hey, it is. We have two new babes that so I'm gonna say hey to. Two new babes. Two new babes, Tanya and Haley. What up, babes? Hey, girls. Hey, Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Do you want to go get some shoes? Let's get some shits. (laughs) I'm going to be thinking about that all day. (laughs) You're welcome. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Well, should we talk about the book that we came here for? Let's talk about this book called Once There Were Wolves uh, by Charlotte McConaughey. 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 And it's March now. It's March. Oh, March, 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 March. I hate March. I'm so, I just want March to be over. I understand. Garbage. Garbage month. February, March, and even April. I'm like, we could do without them. 
they could just go away that's fine do you know anybody born during those months yes yeah (laughs) who my mom (laughs) (laughs) and leanne Leanne. oh i like leanne my sister is born in february but like come on just shift it to january or may like would you prefer one of those (laughs) exactly i'm sure they would too it's fine <laughs> oh my god. All right, let's do this. Okay. 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 okay, okay. We're reading chapters uh uno to eight this week. That's true. That's true. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. So we start off in West Coast Canada, born and raised. Born and raised. <laughs> These kids are fucked up and that's the truth. Okay. They're twins. Uh, they're twins. We're sisters. Okay. I don't know if they're twins. So we start off with the opening paragraph is like, that was the day my dad cut me from my stomach to whatever, cut me wide open. And I'm like, um, what? Yes. yes, This is when we were eight, dad cut me open from throat to stomach. That's the quote. Cool. 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 Cool, cool, I was hella confused. I was like, what? I didn't think it was that kind of book. No. The first chapter is set in the forest of British Columbia. And their dad is obviously some sort of maybe trapper or something along those lines. Um, And we're introduced to Aggie. This is all from the perspective of a a young girl at first. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. um, we're introduced to Aggie, which is her sister, who is the braver of the two. Aggie is always up for whatever their dad is explaining. So their dad is explaining kind of their life and how they live and survive in the woods. Essentially hunt what you need, give back to the ecosystem, grow your own food, live as self-sufficiently as possible is kind of his motto. Um, Substance. Yeah. I wrote that word down and I was about to try and say it, but there's no way. So I just explained what it was instead. Subsistence, subsistence living. What, Which, what Caitlin said. Yeah. I don't like, I personally don't love the idea of hunting for sport, but I, I do, I can respect this concept yes. of yes. only taking what you need, using everything like that, that sort of this vibe is like a fine Yes. Yeah. No, there's exactly, there's nothing wrong with it. Today feels like a bit of a darker place, kind of being hesitant, but wherever Aggie goes, Inti goes, is that how you would say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Inti. So that is how I would say it. Okay. So then we find out that the little girl, the perspective of the story is coming from a little girl named Inti. Their dad's explaining the process of skinning a rabbit. As soon as he, as soon as he starts skinning the rabbit, she feels it as well. Like in her throat, like she said, throat to stomach feels like she's being sliced open. She's sure she's bleeding. She's screaming. She's kind of like blacked out on the floor. This is the day that she's for sure knows that there's something different about her. She knows that it can be dangerous for her as well. And then Mm -hmm. we also, this is the first day that she saw her first wolf. Which is kind of cool, given yes. the rest of the story. Yes. 
So then we flash forward and the story is told um, very like you're just thrown into the thick mm-hmm. of thing, things. Mm-hmm. So we flash forward and they have a wolf and it is number six. She is a mother and she's in a cage and she's now awake. We find out that there is a group of uh, three biologists and one bet, um, vet and that they have a wolf. Originally, I thought that they had stolen it, but they had not. Like, they they have wolves, and they are doing, like, a reintroduction project to the highlands of Scotland. Mm -hmm. So they end up, I mean, like, this, I I have so many notes because I wasn't sure what was going to be important and, like, what wasn't. So I think at this point, I can kind of just, like, skim over it because it's not all necessarily as important. Niels? Niels? Is that how you say it? N-I-E-L-S? Niels? Niles! There we go! Niles and Evan and Inti are biologists, and then Amelia is the vet. Um, They end up bringing number six and number nine, who is a male wolf, to a pen, and then number 13, who is six's daughter. They're hoping that six and nine will breed and not kill each other. Um, because what they've essentially done is taken these wolves from BC and shipped them out to Scotland. And they're hoping that they'll form new packs and mate and regenerate the wolf population that had been totally um extinct not endangered extinct Extinct. yeah yeah based on people hunting them though like yes and and deliberately trying to get rid of the wolves yes which is interesting to think about um it's a whole like massive part of the scottish history yeah you like we go on it it explains bits and pieces here how it's like ingrained in people yeah yeah which it it does make sense like when you think about it on a very basic level like I was thinking like it would be sweet if we could get rid of mosquitoes like that Mm. would be awesome and that seems like something that you would want to do but if you did I'm sure it would like fuck up the ecosystem as we're seeing yeah with the wolves right but Mm -hmm. it is like you don't know until it happens and then you're like oh right that's yeah. why, like, everything is part of the ecosystem of life. It's the circle of life. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, we find out that they're currently being put in pens. I think I said that they're fenced in. Inti wishes that they could be free, but they need to be able to control it initially. Yeah. So we kind of just talked about that, how there used to be wolves here. And now today, this is the first time that they're walking on the land after hundreds of years. More wolves go into the other pens. Um, we find out that there's 14 gray wolves altogether and they've been yeah they're in their acclimation pens even though it might feel like a bit of the a win the experiment and the hard work's kind of just starting from here she is very connected to nine and six um and she's watching them um, interact and she can feel the fur of nine approaching six so and showing dominance and doing little bites on it so she can feel all of this in her own body Mm -hmm. um she can even feel the snow on the wolf's feet 
Um, and we find out that she has a neurological condition called mirror touch synthesia, that word, mirror touch, mirror touch, synesthesia, yeah, synesthesia. That's, it's the same thing as when like people taste colors or hear numbers or yeah, yeah, whatever. So essentially, if she can see what's going on to somebody, any animal, anything, she can feel it in her own body. And this includes like pain and pleasure. Um, So it's really exhausting on her, which I can understand that would be exhausting. Um, And so she realizes that she needs to separate herself from the wolves if she wants to survive. So she's hoping that the wolves might howl to give her some okay feeling because I think she's feeling guilty about bringing them here and stressing them out so much. Yeah. So she was hoping that they might howl, but she knows they won't because they're so stressed. And then she goes home and gets in bed with her sister. And at this point, I'm like, (laughs) there better not be any innocent shit going on here. I know. I was like, she crawls into bed bed and plays with her hair. And (laughs) yeah, there's so much we still need to find out. Like, it's I know, I know. So confusing. Okay, so then the dad is teaching a eggy is that what we were saying eggy eggy Eggie? eggs mm, <laughs> how eggies. to ride <laughs> many eggies mm. okay so she's teaching eggy dad is teaching eggy how to ride a wild horse and inti is watching um the horse spooks and she ends up seeing a wolf watching it from the tree line so it does seem like she has a connection to the wolves and noticing them um and in that moment we also see a little bit of I feel like Aggie's fearlessness and their father's um like he's very gentle with the animals kind of how he's Mm. we just see a softer side of the dad and then whatever but she also she wakes it's a dream the horse bit is a dream but it's also a memory and we also find out that something is wrong with Aggie, like mm-hmm. in their adult lives. She isn't speaking for whatever reason. Um, it seems like she's sort of just not really there. Um, mm-hmm. and, and she bathes her and washes her hair and just talks to her about the wolves. And she's got like a blank expression and she's just not really there. Mm-hmm. So then we find out that the cottage and the camp sit on the edge of Abernethy Forest. Um, And this is what they're trying to sort of repopulate, what they're starting with. So, oh yeah, this part is interesting. So Inti is driving to the base camp and a, a black horse runs in front of her. And it's followed by a truck. And whoever is driving the truck run like drives the truck into the woods and she's pissed because the, the it's like a national park like it's protected so she's like you can't just be doing that like mm-hmm. who the fuck is this guy so she runs after the truck and she ends up seeing that the horse has now gotten onto the ice 
And this guy says he's going to go get his gun because the horse has, she can see it has a a hurt hoof and it's not cooperating. And the guy thinks that it's going to fall through the ice. Like the ice is too thin for the horse who's like freaking out. Mm -hmm. So then Inti is able to calm the horse and she gets out onto the ice with the horse And she's able to tie her up. She asks for a rope and bring the horse back to land. So again, I think that goes to show her like connection to nature and like other Mm -hmm. beings and being able to calm something that is clearly a crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the man starts asking her like all these questions and he asks her if she's with the wolves. Um, And he, I love this part. He tells her that he'll warn the villagers to lock up their wives and daughters. And she says, if I were you, I'd be more worried about the wives and daughters going out to run with the wolves. And I was like, mic drop. That's so good. I love Um, her. Politely fuck up. Kindly go fuck yourself, sir. Um, Goodbye. (laughs) And she also, she also scolds him for having like, like I said in the beginning like driven Mm -hmm. over the protected forest and all of that which is funny when you find out who he is right Mm -hmm. we find out a little bit more about their family dynamic and they only get to spend a few months of the year with their dad in the forest which Inti feels like is her true home and where she belongs um learning all these lessons from her dad um he feels that they're finally old enough to go to on this little adventure and he ends up taking them to a piece of clear-cut land um Mm -hmm. and he tells aggie in you in tea that he used to be a logger all that is left is standing in this um clear-cut valley is um a beautiful douglas fir that's massive it's massive Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. this is what ended up ending his career so he ends up telling them um that this is the last like this douglas fir is the last of its kind and he just breaks down and weeps at the foot of this tree which shows how connected he is and how inti acts the way she does is obviously because she's very close with her father Mm-hmm. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, and his name of- is Alexander Flynn. Oh, yes, yes, thank you. Um, the rest of the time they spend uh, with their mother in Sydney, and she's a a detective. Yeah, and, yeah, and she never asks her kids about any questions like well what was it like in bc like with your dad or anything like that and she never really answers any of her children's questions either and it leaves inti with a lot of questions about her own parents is surprised though this time when her mother asks what they got up to because inti and aggie have been so unsettled since they've gotten back and she tells them that she's upset about the trees And her mother's response is that she just needs to toughen up and then shows her pictures of murdered women. (sighs) Great way to do it. Really great way to do it. And then she continues an even greater way. What did she do? 
Yes. She tells her not to worry about the trees. Like she's going to get hurt and that her mother is trying to um, toughen her up by cutting herself, her fingers. So that she tries to distance her way from the mirror touch mm-hmm. stuff. She says that the aye, mirror aye, touch aye. makes her vulnerable yes, and that she's yes. going to keep cutting her fingers until like she stops feeling it. Mm-hmm. That's so fucked up. Inti climbs a tree to watch the wolves. She notices that six and nine are the first to pair up and she is super relieved. I know, six to nine. <laughs> Um, and she's super relieved. She thinks that they are one step closer to returning the wolves to Scotland. So this, this is like a good sign for her. Mm-hmm. Um, she walks the hillside where Evan has set up a piece of land to survey, um, essentially to watch and see if their wolf reintroduction has been successful to monitor the vegetation of the area. So I guess part of what's been happening is that they don't have the wolves to complete the ecosystem and the deers are overrunning and they're eating all of the grass. And so they're losing a huge part of their like land, like Mm -hmm. simply because they don't have the ecosystem in check because there's no like (laughs) regeneration of the land. Yeah. Um. She gets a call from Anne, who we find out is from the Wolf Trust. Um, she tells her, she tells Inti that she she's first of all she's not really pleased with her because she released the wolves without her. But in Inti's defense, the wolf was waking up, and she mm-hmm. didn't want her to wake up like in a metal cage, which is mm-hmm. fair, and I think mm-hmm. this is the right decision. Mm-hmm. So it seems like Anne and Inti sort of have like a weird relationship. Um, she tells her that she needs to go to the meeting tonight. I guess it's like a town meeting as she's the head of the project. And she also tells her not to say anything at said meeting and to let Evan speak because he's charming. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we find out why. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I think that Inti, we see here, like Inti is likes to stir the pot a little bit because her like remarks to people are very like, I guess just blunt and the truth. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think she's yeah. trying to be a shit to stir. No, but I don't she, think like, so either. Isn't holding it back. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, I'm, I'm here for. Yeah, exactly. No, honesty is. Yeah, I'm I, I appreciate that she's a strong woman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so the people, um, at the town hall meeting are mostly people that is, are opposing their study. Um, Evan explains the project and it's important, but the local farmers really just don't care. It's a nah from me dog. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. while Evan is trying to keep the crowd engaged and T spots, the man from the river and, he's not really watching Evan speak. He's more like people watching the crowd. Um, and so Inti can see that Evan has completely lost the crowd. So Inti speaks up, um, because people are saying like their wolves are monsters, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And she says essentially like, we're the monsters. We're the ones who spill blood. We're the ones who, um, kill other people, kill our land, kill the earth. We're the monsters. 
and mm-hmm. she notices that the man from the the horse the horse guy mm-hmm. horse man is has found what what he was looking for in Inti and that is a threat we meet that man red mccray he comes red. outside and he's he's a dick this guy yeah, is a he's real fucking a winner mm-hmm. and uh she he, she's stressed from the meeting she goes outside to get some air this guy follows her and he tells her that if a wolf hurts his sheep he's going to hunt them all down and she tells him she'll make sure he goes to jail and their exchange is very awkward and rude and within that meeting as well I didn't write it down because I was hoping it wouldn't be relevant but they also said that if a wolf mm-hmm. was attacking their mm-hmm. livestock they had the right to shoot it so mm-hmm. they were kind of you could tell that the townspeople were like sort of excited by that notion yeah. like excited mm-hmm. to shoot a wolf if it was attacking mm-hmm. their livestock which I really really hated but mm-hmm. uh yeah their so their exchange just isn't great right off the bat mm-hmm. and she ends up spotting the horseman horse and guy he's yeah horse guy <laughs> horse guy he's limping and he's in pain and she knows this because she can feel it and she runs after him and she asks him how the horse is and he says that they're going to destroy the horse and this kind of like breaks her heart and she ends up asking where they live like where the horse is and he says he'll just take her to it because <laughs> he cannot like he obviously could see earlier that they had a connection like mm-hmm. the horse responded to her so he's probably like eh, it's easier for me to just be there and yeah then mm-hmm. like watch shit hit the fan or whatever <laughs> Do you want to keep talking about the horse? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then we find out that the horse horse guy's name is Duncan McTavish. They get to the guy's house, Burns something, or Stuart Burns. Stuart. Stuart. And she offers to buy the horse. And he said, you want to buy an unstable horse? Why? And she thinks this was the moment that I knew I would love this book because she thinks because fuck all of you. That's why. And I was like, yes, girl, those are my thoughts. That's stuff that I've got going on. Yeah. yeah. And I just love that. Like, I just love Mm -hmm. that line. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so perfect. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That was just perfect for me. So I love that. So there's this like super awkward vibe between Stuart and his wife, whose name is Lainey. Lainey. Um, And he's very clearly upset with her for having left the gate unlocked, which is how the the horse was able to escape and hurt itself. Um, And she's really like taking the blame. Like she's, you can tell that they're, dynamic Mm -hmm. is not great Mm -mm. she says she's gonna buy the horse from him and they agree and whatever and they go back to the car and she finds out that duncan is the police chief so that was kind of funny that she was like pissed at him and like he's the police chief Mm -hmm. um and they're kind of just like sitting in their car and it turns out that they both suspect that something might happen to burns's wife when indy comes back the next morning to get the horse they aren't there because surprise laney had an accident yikes we're back with um aggie and inti when they're 12 years old and they're this is when their mom starts taking them to court with her 
that's messed up. Honestly, yes. that's messed up. Yes, that is messed up. And so during the gruesome parts, they slink down and they started making up their own sort of sign language twin speak. They get they get like rides with her mom's partner. Anyways, they're in the like, like cop partner. Yes, cop partner. And they're like in the back of a police cruiser. Her mom is deliberately trying to like break into um and Aggie then speaks up and asks her like why do you hate people (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the mom explains that she's a realist Aggie then tells him that like their dad tells him that like kind kindness will save the world and their mom is not happy with those kind of teachings um and she tells him she tells the kids like I'll care for more people than your dad ever will blah 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 Mm -hmm. and Aggie's just you don't care about us you like you don't even care about us so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then the mom's retort on all of that is call me when your husband beats you and your children almost to death super healthy relationship Mm-hmm. nice yeah nice something has really... also happened oh sorry go ahead so, no just that something has also happened like there is a reference to alaska yes yes like yes. something has happened yes so... something's happened yes because yeah she is something mentioned traumatic. like yeah when she's talking to red she's like um i'll never underestimate an angry man again mm-hmm. that kind mm-hmm. of stuff yeah so something has mm-hmm. definitely happened and I wonder um, if it has to do with her sister as well. Like if something traumatic right, happened yeah. to them both. Inti goes to the hospital. Lainey is real fucked up. Um, Inti starts feeling her pain because she's looking at her. Um, they say that she was thrown from her horse because they are in the business of breaking horses, which means so that they can ride them. Um, she won't say what happened um, because she meets up with Duncan there. Um, he tells her that she won't say what happened. She hasn't woken up. And then that means Inti's like, she's never going to wake up. And then he um, explains to her that Lainey never tells them what happened. So this isn't the first episode of Mm -hmm. this. Inti's feeling a bit of guilt here. Um, She's saying like, we didn't do anything. Like we should have done something to help her. Um, Mm -hmm. And that living at the end of this little section um she's feeling like a bit of embarrassment because she has lived by her dad's code of compassion for the majority of her life um but in this moment she knows that her mom was right Mm -hmm. and inti has had enough and she has no more forgiveness to shell out Mm -hmm. Also, when she was at the hospital, she was really mad. Mm -hmm. And she made a, I made a note that she, she, that if she finds out that he's beating her, she will want to kill him. And Mm -hmm. it sounded very serious. It didn't sound like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill you. 
bitch no it sounded like no like i will literally want to kill him <laughs> yeah and like Stuart is there by his wife's side being sad and like holding her hand which just yeah pisses her off even more yes totally Totes, totes. Okay, so now Inti brings the wolves a deer carcass because girls gotta eat. And number 10 approaches and growls at her. And she's never had this happen before. Um, and it, I feel like it kind of unsettles her. And she is the only wolf trying, she, number 10 is also the only wolf who is trying to dig to escape. So she can tell mm-hmm. the 10 is spicy. She's a spicy mm-hmm. wolf. She's so spicy. she's spicy. You'll have, you'll have your calves barking. <laughs> That's Kyle. <laughs> okay. So Inti goes to pick up the horse finally. She ends up going inside and she decides that she hates Stuart. Um, he like, she makes tea and she ends up bringing a cup of tea into Lainey and they have a nice little chat. And Lainey tells her that not to tell her husband, but that she's glad she's here to save the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ends up finding out that the land is from Lainey's family and her father was a farmer or whatever mm-hmm. that life is called and that her she's so grateful that her husband like decided to help or whatever mm-hmm. which is just which is just one of those things mm-hmm. and yeah. auntie just like cuts the crap and she's like if you need somewhere to stay you're welcome at my place and it's safe like she's mm-hmm. just like i'm just gonna fucking say it but mm-hmm. then she gets like real weird laney does and she says she has a home and that she needs to sleep. So she's just dismissing Inti. And then mm-hmm. as Inti's leaving, Stuart tells her that he's taking care of his wife since the day he met her. And blah, 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 and blah, blah, Inti's blah, just blah. like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. We are with the, the girls again when they're 16 years old. Um, and we find out that Aggie is a very smart young woman. She's into languages. She knows four languages fluently. Um, and she's also like made up this sign language that they use. This whole part is kind of sad. I feel bad for Inti. And Aggie is starting to choose like violence. And you're really yes. seeing like how animalistic yeah. she is in protecting Inti. Yes. Like exactly. Aggie is very much, yes. and even when yes. later on, when it says when they would hunt together mm-hmm. and Inti could track them, but Aggie was the one to pull the trigger. I pull feel trigger. like that's yeah. their whole exactly. relationship. That yeah. is their dynamic. Exactly. That's it to a T. So Aggie mm-hmm. um, is starting to get into trouble and Inti feels like it's mostly her fault because of her mirror touch. Um, she's being teased by some of the children at school. Um, one of the boys makes her make eye contact with her and he then touches his, his nether region. His dank. His dank. Obviously, um, Inti feels that and she feels shame. Aggie then. I don't get it. I don't, I didn't really get that part. Like, do the, did the teachers just tell everyone like. She's got like, I don't know why it's relevant. Mm -hmm. Like why people would need to know that Mm -hmm. anyway. 
long story short, they're sent to live with their dad because of them getting into quote unquote trouble. Um, but when they get there, they can tell that something's off. The house is, seems like hoarder status. There's the forest around them is pretty much all gone now. Um, the cupboards are bare and I just kind of wrote a note here. Like there's obviously something wrong with the dad, um, Mm -hmm. mentally, like there's something Mm -hmm. going on, like he's not quite there. I wonder if it has to do with the loggers. And then I wonder if it has to do with, if that's what Aggie's like Mm -hmm. some hereditary, I don't know. I Mm -hmm. hope we get answers there. Yes. Yes. And I'm really hoping that the Alaska thing isn't like the sleepwalking episode in yeah um, verity yeah that other book that we yes in verity where you're like that's it Mm, sorry that's that's it it. i have a feeling it's gonna be like like i'm i'm comparing it to in my head and never saw me coming when you find out what will's done and like that's you're like Mm -hmm. okay i understand so Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that it's something that's Mm -hmm. like that this was kind of interesting. Inti's in the wood collecting mushrooms and she finds mm-hmm. a single wolf Still print paw. in mm-hmm. the dirt, a paw print. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't know what it is. So she asks her dad about it and he tells her, he tells her what it is and that she's very lucky to have found a track and whatever. And, and it was so odd that she had just found a single one and whatever. And he tells her that there is no way to track a wolf. And the only way that you can do that is to track its prey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is the exact moment when Inti decides that she would discover the wolf's secret, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they open up the wolves' pen gates, and it's interesting because none of them leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, also, they're literally in a foreign land. Like, they're not yeah. even in Canada anymore. No, no. <laughs> like, no. it's very different there so and there are no other wolves like there's no other scent Mm -hmm. to base it off of like it would be hard so she also knows to be patient though based on the success that they had in Yellowstone and I think that actually happened like that's a real thing having reintroduced the wolves to Yellowstone yeah Mm -hmm. so we find out that number 10 is the first to leave that's the spicy wolf see ya um and then the rest end up leaving all except one pack when Inti gets back to the cottage, she is relieved to see that Aggie is cooking, but she is mm-hmm. not speaking. She's signing. Mm-hmm. So this is where I find out that something happened in Alaska and we don't know what. I feel like some other stuff happens, but I didn't write it down because the next note I have is that all the wolves have left their pens and that mm-hmm. they go to the pub to celebrate. Right. Um, this is also a part where Inti kind of discusses how she used to go out and because this is a group of people who are familiar with each other and have worked with each other for a long time and that she Mm -hmm. used to go out and drink and party with them but I have a quote she said they don't understand why I am so at odds with the woman I once was so something has clearly happened that has changed her drastically so they go to the pub and they see at a table together is red the mayor and fucking Stuart. And she's thinking up ways of how to kill a man, which I was like, she's for real. Like she's Mm -hmm. serious. Mm -hmm. And fucking red comes over to her. Like what a dick. He's just, (sighs) he's stirring the pot. 
he just wants to start yeah a confrontation totally yeah. totally and she's not backing down which no. i love like she's mm-hmm. like what are you gonna do about it yeah thanks um, for the beer glug 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 yeah yeah she yes. ends up asking the room if anyone there thinks it's a strong man who beats his wife like as she's looking at Stuart. Mm-hmm. and this obviously sets him off um mm-hmm. because and she now knows that he is the man she she thinks he is like she was she got some confirmation mm-hmm. there so Stuart ends up leaving and then she's automatically worried about his wife like she's like oh fuck did I oh, just fuck. yeah make it worse get her yeah. in trouble yeah for mm-hmm. calling it out she sees that Duncan is there as well she ends up talking to him and she's kind of pissed at him like what are you gonna do like you're just gonna let him leave like why didn't you step in and he was like well sometimes like it's not my place and blah 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 but then she ends up he ends up telling her that he's got someone out at Burns's house watching so it's this weird dynamic with Duncan you can tell throughout these chapters that he wants to keep his community happy mm-hmm. but that he also like knows his role is bigger than that as the police yeah. chief like mm-hmm. yeah keeping the s- peace is part of it yeah you can see like um further on when we learn a, a little bit about Duncan you can see that he's like obviously tied to that community for his whole life and mm-hmm. I think yeah there's a whole a push and pull probably inside of him trying to understand um like going forward and moving forward but also all these people pulling back and trying to stay in the past totally and him totally. maybe having a hard time with that well I feel like he truly his position of authority truly does mm-hmm. have him caught in the middle because this project yeah. with the wolves has been approved by the government like this is mm-hmm. not something that the local townspeople can legitimately stop mm-hmm. but he has to listen like to both sides right so mm-hmm. anyway um we find out that he doesn't like the wolves and that Inti really wants him to understand he drives her to his house and she's gonna walk from his house and then she ends up playing him like she takes him into his house and she ends up playing him this like audio clip of the wolves whispering to each other which was this like crazy thing that nobody knew happened and they caught it and it was like whatever and then obviously they sleep together (laughs) of course they do because of course like what of course but um but he has a dog and it's a collie and it really likes her and it slept in the crook of her knee which is so cute and she really likes him too his name is fingal fingal yeah she's like gotta go bye but also if i keep petting this dog i'm gonna stay forever yeah (laughs) exactly honestly um she gets home in the morning and aggie has let the fire go out inti's a bit pissed off she's like why didn't you let the fire why'd you let the fire go out she's like the fire there was no firewood um inti's like you have legs like go and Mm -hmm. bring some in so at this point we find out that aggie won't even leave the house Mm -hmm. um and Inti feels bad for getting upset with her about the fire going out and she's kind of made some I guess resolutions to herself like I'm not going to leave overnight again like Mm -hmm. I have to be with her at night um 
Which is like, if you bring your twin sister across the world with you on this experiment Mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere, don't Mm -hmm. you think that you should like hang out with her? Who's obviously got something going on. Like, it's not like she's independent. I don't know. Aggie won't leave the house. And Aggie also asks her if she was out um, celebrating about the wolves and um, asks her if she was out with her friends. And at this point, Inti tells her that she doesn't need any friends. So I'm not sure if how that plays in. She heads to work. Number 13 is still there, which is why it took so long for six and nine to leave. They didn't want to leave 13 behind. Um, And Inti is determined to find out why um, 13 won't leave. They have to track the wolves by plane to get the data callers to work. So off she goes with some guy who seems like a little, maybe a little bit of a, a, a flight guy risk, can, a flight risk. Hey yes. Hey uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Thank you. he is <laughs> smells like he might still be drunk from the night before, but he's a veteran flyer. The plane's old too. And she's like, all right, well, whatever, here we go. Would you get into a, to mm. a little plane with someone who's clearly drunk? <laughs> and who like, like oh. tells you how old the plane is <laughs> I've had her for 20 years but she's older than that I love yeah that. <laughs> and auntie's kind of like um not really making me feel better <laughs> but fuck yeah. it yeah all right I'll get in okay no problem girls gotta um, find her wolves they spot one of the packs they're tracking some deer which is good auntie's encouraged by that and then she spots, they're on their way back and they spot nine. So they go close enough so that she can get his data. And then over the week, she is tracking him. And then all of a sudden there's no information on him. And she doesn't really think too much of it at, at that moment. She's like, well, sometimes they're known to like chew through their collar, it fall off, whatever, not overly concerned. Um, but then she gets a call from Duncan and she knows right away that number nine is dead. Um, and she even knows that it's red before she's told by Duncan that it was him. Um, Cause he's such a fucking shit disturber. Yeah, yeah. And he wants the wolf out of there. They show up on his land and he takes them to where he shot it number nine and Evan and her are pissed because it wasn't even on his land like he thought it was a stray dog so he shot it and no it he was out there waiting for fucking a wolf exactly coming yes. to his sight line so exactly shoot it. that's all he was waiting for but that was his excuse to dunk him and she's obviously and rightfully so very upset and she wants charges pressed against red mm-hmm. which he Me should too. he should yeah. yes yeah yeah so back at home she hears um a wolf howl and she just remarks that this is the first time in hundreds of years um that a wolf is howled in these woods and she knows though it is number six calling for her mate <laughs> so i should sad. also 
also mention at this point, I think that they've, um, think that number six is pregnant also. Mm -hmm. They do. Yes. Yes. So number six has been howling for two weeks. Uh, auntie knows that she's grieving. There has been complaints, but she's like, maybe if he hadn't shot her fucking husband, like, geez louise then we kind of go back to the flashback of when they were teenagers and staying with their dad they kind of called it like staying gone like he would come and he would go mentally not physically Mm -hmm. so he's he's ended up staying gone and he's even at the point where he's not recognizing them and they're becoming worried so inti decides that she's going to take the family on like a road trip and what she does is she wants to go and see the wolves. So she takes them on this like cross country. They go down into the States to these specific places to try to find wolves. And they see like all sorts of random shit, but not really wolves. And she's like, the whole point of the trip was because she wants to try and see if she can get her dad back. Mm-hmm. So she, what she ends up doing is taking them to something called the trembling forest where it's many trees that are all interconnected in the root system so it's essentially one tree which falls back into what their father had taught them since they were children about feeling the vibrations and the the forest and all of that Mm -hmm. um and so she explains this to her father and to Aggie and then their father ends up touching the ground and he returns to them he he comes back to himself and realizes who they are and it's like a mm-hmm. moment. So Inti is mad now. We're back in modern day because Niles has found the pregnant wolf's den. The wolf mm-hmm. they think is pregnant. Yes. And she's worried that he's now displaced her because yeah. she wasn't at the den. And he's yeah. like, she's like, are you kidding? I specifically told you not to do this shit. So she decides, yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. And rude. Like, don't Mm -hmm. see something when someone tells you not to do it. Yeah. But so she decides she needs to go out there herself to see what's going on. And Duncan just like insists on coming too. He Mm -hmm. says he's got something to tell her, but she's like, I ain't got no time for you. And he's like, I'm coming. And she's like, no. And then he's like, just comes along anyway. We also find out that the breeding wolves, or as regular people would call them, the alpha wolves mate for life so this is sad um and she's really worried about six having to raise the pups on her own like she's not sure that she will be able to do it Mm -hmm. essentially Mm -hmm. um and so she thinks that she should go and find the wolf and if she is indeed pregnant they should bring it back so that she can have her babies and they can help her raise them in a controlled environment where they know that she won't abandon them or get hurt or any array of things that could happen in the wilderness. This was funny. Duncan asked her about her name, which I was wondering too. And she tells him like all the heritage of her family. And she says that nobody knows where it's from. So yeah. kind of just yeah. like funny thing. <laughs> Then Duncan wanted to tell her that he won't be charging red because they don't have any evidence. Mm-hmm. Oh, also the crew that she's working with, like Caitlin had said before, they've, they're familiar with each other. They've worked together before and they've called her out actually about being like timid this time around. And why isn't she being like mm. her usual self? 
So that's a little callback to when she was saying like, they don't understand I'm not the same woman and I'm at odds Mm -hmm. with that woman. She follows Niall's map and um, she's having a hard time finding the den, but she does end up finding it. And she sees that number six is there and staring at her. Um, And how kind of creepy would that be? Yeah. You're like, oh, hi. 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 Um. I know you, that you weren't expecting me, but I just wanted to come by and say like, hey. How are you doing? Are you yeah, pregnant? You? Are you about to pop? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> your babe, your babe. She is in her own head about these comments that um, Niles and um, Evan kind of made about her before she left. And she decides to tranquilize six so that they can she can bring her back um she thinks it's the best decision yeah she thinks that's said right yes yes exactly she goes into the den and finds out that six has already had her babies so in this moment i know and they're they're really cute and like she's like set she's taking them all out giving them to duncan and at this <laughs> he's moment, like Dun- i've got too many i've got <laughs> so got many five. yes yeah. and i think that part is kind of like warming him up a bit like seeing them up totally. close is yeah. warming him especially up. like a like a puppy a like a puppy, any baby yeah. animal is so yes. like baby hedgehogs have you seen them they're so yeah, gross looking like, but they're so cute yeah <laughs> so cute. they look like little alien weirdos they do like little like slugs with yeah anyway spiky she decides in this moment that it's not a good idea to take them and put them all back she tells the team when they get there that we're not taking them they've she already had the babies they're gonna fend for themselves and they're all like how is she gonna get food she can't she shouldn't leave her babies blah 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 and then she decides that she's gonna get the food for them so yeah off she goes to start because she has confidence in six like she Mm -hmm. thinks she can do it she's Mm -hmm. like she's made it this far Mm -hmm. duncan shows her where the the deer are and again she can't well she shoots the deer and then she passes out because she's watched the whole thing so her mirror touch has made her oh yeah yeah pass out and everything and he's like are you good he's like you 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 fainted and she's like yeah weird 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 (laughs) weird Uh, must low sugar must have been low sugar (laughs) yeah at the end of this um he kind of explains to her why he isn't really doing anything in terms of red and that is because he doesn't want to see the people in the town scared because fear is dangerous I really like this book so far I really like the writing style me too I love the wolves Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it I feel like it was really sad though Mm-hmm. it is so far I think it's sad. But like do you think it gets sadder I'm assuming it probably gets really sad <laughs> because if I'm like uh, welling up at the thought of this like wolf being alone because they mate for life and now she has no mate and she has babies on the way <laughs> anyways the only thing is that I don't know obviously she said this first part of the book is setting up 
the plot and everything like that I thought there, there was more information that I didn't need but I just think I wanted to get to the juicy bits we're deaf she's definitely like a slow burn so far mm, yes it doesn't feel like what was that book that we read last year where it's like we didn't need the like ace of spades oh, I think yes where yeah. like I felt like we didn't need the whole I was that yeah. it I can't remember we've read mm. we've read so many books together we've read, now. We've read almost <laughs> a bunch of books together almost so, a year's worth yeah it's definitely a slow burn but I really like the writing style I'm curious mm-hmm. to find out what happened with dad I'm curious to mm-hmm. find out what's going on with Aggie and I also want to know what happened in what Alaska happened. what happened yeah. in Alaska and even mm-hmm. like what their relationship is like with their mother now because yes it, she calls there was, yeah she calls yeah but um Inti obviously always makes up an excuse like she was saying oh she's teaching French to the children mm-hmm. in town and so and then she also makes a comment not to the mom but like a thought and it's um I don't know exactly verbatim what it was but she doesn't know the whole truth of what happened so I don't know if that's a reference. Oh, like the mother Alaska. doesn't. Yeah. 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 Totally. And there's also just that bit about how she knew her mom was right. And we're finding mm-hmm. out about how her mom wanted her to be less vulnerable. So mm-hmm. something has clearly happened. And it's even like, I think we're seeing it a lot too. Like how you were saying that um, Niles was saying she's less uh not she's kind of hands off or whatever and Mm -hmm. it there we are seeing that she doesn't feel like she can trust herself so something Mm -hmm. must have happened in that regard where she was wrong and now she's just struggling with it with her whole life Mm -hmm. yeah so I guess we'll just keep reading I guess then we'll just keep reading the book next week we are reading niner to to 16 Niner to 16. Nine to 16. Cool. Heck yeah. Okay. We'll see you then. Well, well, like goodbye or whatever. Sayonara. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.